Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Hey everyone, before we start the show today, I just wanted to let you know about a new partner we have here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. We are now brand ambassadors for Web Western Apparel. That's webwestern.com, W-E-B-B-W-E-S-T-E-R-N.com. Go check out their stuff. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Hats, shirts, all kinds of goodies. If you go there at checkout, Put in promo code BOOTS21, that's B-O-O-T-S-2-1. Again, BOOTS21 at checkout. You will get 10% off your entire order. Don't miss out on these opportunities. It's absolutely fantastic what they're doing. Again, thank you, Web Western. BOOTS21 is their promo code, webwestern.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers, everyone. Hey everyone, Jim here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, this is our birthday episode, or my birthday episode, I should say. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. It, it's an absolute freaking pleasure to have Adam Church on the show. Um, a little a little background here. Adam Church has, you know, we joke about it in the episode. Um, he was the one to discover Luke Combs. You know, we uh we say that quite a bit in the show, but um, all seriousness, Adam is the one that was the headline of the doing this music video for Luke. Um, great guy has become a really really good friend, and I honestly couldn't say better about this this episode in this show. So, thank you, Adam, for your time. Um, for everybody else, thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you for the birthday wishes. It, it was greatly, greatly appreciated. A um, lot of lots been going on the last few months, so um, means a lot. Means a lot. Um, yeah. So really, without further ado, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send it send it over because I want you to get to this one. I hope you enjoy it. There's a lot of great stuff in here. This is one of those conversations that you know, and I say it I say it often. Maybe not on air, but you know, to others where there's, there's conversations where I'm not sure where they're going to go. And then it all hits at once. This was one of those episodes and that's not a bad thing. That was just my observation of the way the conversation went. It was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then boom, it was awesome. 
awesome. And I, once you listen, I think you'll understand what I mean here. Um, so really, without further ado, everyone, our conversation with Adam Church. Enjoy, and we'll see you on the flip side. We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant, a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Hey, Adam. Hey, what's going on, Jim? How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. Is this, uh, I didn't know if I needed to be on video or if this is just the voice recording. Just voice, man. Just just you and I shooting the shit, man. Dude, that sounds great, man. I appreciate you having me on and dude, this is going to be cool, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate you being on. You know, I, um, I actually kind of reached out to you as a shot in the dark to see, to see if you'd have any interest. Dude, no, man, I... Dude, I've done a couple, like the, I guess a couple like podcasty things here and there over the past year or two. But dude, I love all the love and anyone that appreciates any of the stuff we're doing. So, dude, I'm all yeah. about it. Hell yeah, man! So, like I was telling you, you know, before the show, you know, this is about you. I want you to tell your story, how you got to where you are, and I mean, anybody who knows anything about you kind of probably already knows the background. But let's pretend like nobody does know who you are. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get deep then, like in a crazy, cool, informative, wild way. I love re- it. Recapturing the past thirteen years. <laughs> I love it. So go ahead. Let's let's hear what let's hear your story. Man, I guess if you want to start from the beginning, we're gonna go all the way back to age three when my dad I guess like my influence is rock music from my dad and he was always jamming the ACDC, Leonard Skinner, the doors, all that kind of stuff. And so I was riding around. I remember when I was three years old in his truck and the song came on, he was like, son, this song's going to be on the radio when you're 70 years old. And it was uh, Leonard Skinner, Curtis Lowe. Mm. So that song always stuck with me. I always play it at my acoustic gigs whenever I'm uh playing solo and just it's always stuck with me that was my beginning of kind of learning like man classic rock hearing those sounds hanging out with my dad getting that influence and then my mom I was over there jamming CMT music videos with her in like pull-ups and stuff listening to George (laughs) Strait and Billy Ray Cyrus achy breaky heart was like that era and that was when I was like three years old yeah um, so that was you know it's funny I don't mean to cut you off so quick but um you know i find it funny that the um the artists that are in our age group because you and i are close to the same age yeah you know just turned 32 um, yeah yeah i'll i'm almost 36 so we're in the we're in the we're in the ballpark yeah yeah uh, you know i hear from all all of everybody says you know dad was the rocker mom was into country music i find it so interesting dude I, it's it's kind of wild because my buddies are the same way yeah and i guess like it kind of might ring true today of like there's five finger death punch fans. And then the lady loves Luke Bryan. I don't yeah. know. Kind of nation <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah. Modern day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's funny. But yeah, that's uh, I mean, going back to the, the beginning of everything that was the influence. And I mean, just fast forward to um, 
high school, I was always playing sports, baseball and basketball were my thing, but I was always drawn to like a rock lead guitar. So I got into, I'm not going to lie, man, Nickelback was huge for me to get into. And like, I'll never hate on them. People that always bash Nickelback and get on that train. It's just a social media kick over the past few years, I think for them. But man, they have spoke to me in a way of like, just influencing a, a music bug of like just rock music kind of thing. And to me when I was 15, 16 and I was going crazy, like going to three days, grace concerts and like leaving baseball practice, going to Papa Roach concerts and stuff like that. But all along wrapping this into Eric church was like a dude that I knew about all along and was like getting like hinted on from like upperclassmen at my high school and stuff and people that were in college that I already knew. Um, but Eric church grew up 30 minutes from where I was. I'm from Boone, North Carolina, like Fosco really 10 minutes outside of Boone, but Eric grew up in Granite Falls. So that whole influence of Eric being around Appalachian state, being in Boone in my hometown, I had no idea what effect that would have on me until really I got out of high school and like my senior year of high school. But yeah, I might take one break to breathe, but I just spit a lot right there. I'm sorry, man. I went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's awesome because you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I've, I've seen interviews with you and heard other interviews with you and you talk about that, you know, that church influence, and by the time this will air, we've um, friends of ours that you've also been on their show, uh, the Shrivers, you know, Aaron Shriver. Yeah, Aaron Shriver. God, oh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. He's been on our show. He was on our show a couple of weeks ago by the time this airs. And, um, oh, okay. you know, we talked a bunch about Eric in the early days and the influence. Now, did you ever get to see Eric when he was, you know, practically a nobody in the area? So... So here's my, another, like the first question you asked me when we started this, the podcast was how I got into this whole thing. So fast forward to this, my answer and wrap all that into this is Eric Church played in my hometown of Boone, North Carolina, when I was a senior in high school at the venue called Legends on campus at Appalachian State. And so I had just got out of baseball practice, just turned 18 um barely legal to go to the show and i just got there second row it was the eric church carolina release party so everyone got a free carolina album cd and so that was awesome but eric came out played both albums pretty much back to back and ended with those i've loved but there was a moment in that show when i was just trending towards like because i'd already committed to play college baseball at East Tennessee State. I knew I was doing that. My girlfriend at the time, I just, uh, we were kind of rocky, but we were going to the same college. But Eric Church's music, Can't Take It With You When You Go, spoke to me in such a way. And when his band and he broke into that tune that night, when I was there in my hometown watching that, I was like, man, I want to do what this guy does as far as healing people, and like telling these stories that can really just help anybody out. And like, this was me right now. And I was like, I want to do what this guy does. I want to entertain and write songs and play music. And so that moment in my hometown, and that was uh, 2009, I believe, uh, the spring or the winter time. Um, but that was the moment that it all kind of clicked for me of like, I want to do this music thing. I want to surround myself with this lifestyle and just always be, 
into it. And oddly enough, like on this same tangent, um, when we get into some of the songs I've put out this past year and on my EP, but Jonathan Singleton and The Grove was the opening band who I've got to now put out a song with that I've written a song with. So it's kind of like crazy full circle stuff that's happened in my life in the past like 10 to 15 years of inspiration of music. And yeah, man, it's kind of wild to think about yeah. really. Damn, that, so. that is wild. You know, cause it really, it really <laughs> does come full circle. And it's to, to today when I'm 32, looking back to when I'm 18, when Eric Church is like the guy that I'm listening to. He's the local guy. We have the same last name. I'm like, holy cow, this is insane. But I also want to say this, too, because this is pretty clutch on the Eric Church influence. But the first time I heard about Eric or saw about Eric was I got off the school bus. It was my sophomore year of high school pretty early on. I didn't have a car yet, so I rode the school bus home. And it wasn't baseball season yet. It was the fall. So I rode the school bus home to my grandma's house, sophomore year, high school. I was like 16, 15 years old. And I put CMT on when I got off the bus at her house. And Eric Church, this guy pops on the screen. And it's two pink lines, music video, Eric Church. And I'm like, man, who is this guy? This is awesome. And I look him up like that night on the uh, dial-up internet or whatever i think at the <laughs> yeah. time like 2006 and yeah. um, like eric church from granite falls i'm like am i related to this guy and i just dove deep into his life and music and everything from that moment that i researched him and it was crazy so i just wanted to add that in as far as me getting into this wild songwriter me loving music really from why i do it now so yeah man so at what point, you know, I'm a big baseball guy too. At yeah, what yeah. point, do, at what point do you decide to hang up your cleats and do songwriting and performing in this whole thing as a thing? Dude, this is, so I've never really spoke on this on any podcast or interview and baseball was, I mean, I know, as you said, you're a baseball guy, baseball lover. That was my first love and passion in life of like, I want to be a major league baseball player. My dad played minor league baseball. My grandpa's they um he had a twin brother and they would both like pitch and catch and like even trade in the game and no one would know. So like baseball's always been like my sport and in my blood through my family, just like the rock music influence in the country from my mom and dad even even more so really with baseball being huge in my life growing up and um, fast forward into high school, played, uh, obviously, I mean, all four years in high school and was solid enough to go to college and walk on at East Tennessee State University. Um, met a lot of great friends there that I still connect with now and even all the coaches and stuff. But I went there for about, I would say, three to four months on the team and walked on as a catcher and um, – I was just kind of not feeling it um, as far as just like maybe I was 18. Like I had been played baseball my whole life. It's my love. Like I want to do it. But at the same time, I had this bug hitting me of like, I've been playing guitar in my dorm. I'm hanging out with my buddies. I know I want to hang out and do my thing, but I'm liking this music thing a little more than like going to practice at 5 a.m. and doing this crazy <laughs> thing and like maybe dedicating my whole life to maybe not start on this team till I'm a junior 
when I maybe just want to jam guitar and like do all this stuff. It was just like a weird time and like a gripe with a young man, 18 years old, I think. Yeah. So that's pretty honest with myself. And I ended up, I ended up quitting the team and that's terrible to say, honestly. And I look back and I don't have regrets now, but it crushed my dad. Not going to lie as far as just him living his like vicariously through me, his baseball dream and taking it as far as I could go. And it was just a weird little patch there. But I mean, I got a phone call. So this is wild. I got a phone call from my assistant baseball coach in high school who was coaching uh, a team already, a community college team near my hometown in Wilkesboro, Wilkes Community College. And he was like, hey, man, um, I need players and it's back home. It's like, I know you're going to start. I guarantee you can play on this team. And I was like, hey, why not do that? It'll be cheaper college. I'll move back home. And I had quit the team, ended up finishing my ETSU year, like till that, um, that spring. And then I transferred back about an hour away from my hometown to a community college and played another year, met some of my best friends in my life at that place too. And, um, had a great season. Um, don't want to be like a stats guy, but batted like three fifty eight. Only had one home run. It was the year they switched like the BB Corvette. So I was like, yeah, I had like eight doubles off the fence and one real home run over the fence. And batted three fifty eight and batted clean up and had a successful transition to community college. And then after that, I was like, music's my thing. I locked myself in my. I lived in a two trailers the year that I was in Wilkes with some of my good buddies. With keeping that Central Mass vibe going, we have to thank our friends over at the DCU Center. Again, here in Worcester, dcucenter.com. They are the premier venue here in Central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates. Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street right here in Worcester. Cheers. These that I went to high school with and we played baseball and they ended up transferring there too, oddly enough. But I was locking myself in my room while they were, uh, I mean, they were good dudes, but I would just kind of get in my zone of like, I'm here to make good grades, eventually transfer into app and do my thing. And, uh, just uh, focus on guitar, but I would just start learning like Brantley Gilbert songs on YouTube and watching how he plays them and, and all this kind of stuff. But, um, God, I've been rambling, man, but that's kind no, of just, not at all. Just it's, speaking it's awesome. It. I'm just I love speaking hearing it. To, I love speaking it. Speaking it to life, speaking it you through know, I, right now. <laughs> I got to say, for a catcher to hit 358, you could have played for any Major League Baseball team in the entire world. <laughs> dude you I don't would, find I a like catcher that can hit ever yeah i would like to think and i got a lot of folks that'll back me up but like i would like hitting was my thing like i was i didn't have the best arm i could block and do all that but i'd like a 2-1 average pop time not gonna like go to the majors with that or anything or jump off the charts but dude hitting i could always like i was like average guy i could always hit some home runs here and there but gappers and but it was, I don't know, I, I always firmly believe that if I took baseball to the max, I could have at least played in the minors and been happy and lived the dream. But yeah, music kind of chimed in and Eric Church is 
bird on my shoulder was always just like, man, go pick guitar and learn this thing and yeah. have fun. <laughs> so you did end up going to App State, though, right? Oh, yeah. I'm kind of segueing into right oh, now okay. after the Wilkes year. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, after the Wilkes year, transferred up to my hometown, Boone, and I got a – so my freshman year at ETSU – I went to college with my best friend and two of my other best friends. And he was my, my best buddy, Phil Gordon was my college roommate. So after when I transferred to Wilkes played that year there in community college, I was transferring up to app and I needed six months left. And I ended up going to Caldwell community college in Boone, the Caldwell campus for six months to get my credits, started working at Kmart. And this is when, I actually met Luke Combs before I transferred into app, which is kind of crazy. And so what happened was I was already playing in Boone and kind of got up there to this Caldwell community college and started living with my best buddy, Phil Gordon, who I was college roommates with in the dorm freshman year. He transferred back to app. So we got a house and we're like, all right, man, we're settling in in Boone. We're going to finish it app and do all this. And by that time, um so back to the loop thing i had already started a little duo with my buddy blake beeson and um was playing around town i had appalachian state gear on already and stuff like already getting my stuff to transfer there and for like that that coming spring and luke was in town and went to app and i had no idea who he was at the time and he just said hey man um I see you got App State hat on. I'd like to get up with you and try to do some covers or just hang out or whatever. And so by that point, Luke had never, he'd put out like a couple videos on YouTube, but he was like nothing. He'd never played a show. He'd never done anything, but I'd already played a few shows and was like bringing my crew out and having like successful hometown college nights with like all my friends and all these new people that would come out and join the party. But this is like, how me and Luke got introduced and did the I don't want this night to end video that's on YouTube that you can see now from like 11 years ago or 10 years ago now. But that's uh, kind of segues into me transferring into app right when I meet Luke. And he's been there for a year already um, in school. And so that brings us to there right now. And we're I'm 20 years old. Luke's 21. And this is where we're at now. <laughs> Damn. So, so not to, you know, pat you on the back, but you discovered Luke Combs. I mean, I guess in a way, like, <laughs> I discovered Luke, you know, he discovered me, I guess, as far as, like, he wanted to play shows and see someone with the apps they had in his hometown, like, I should hang out with this guy. And so we hung out, started playing covers. My buddy, Blake Beeson, still great buddies to this day talked to him the other day um ended up like pretty much really helping out with his family business a lot and he couldn't really cut playing as much as i was wanting to play the acoustic shows for the college town and like the sororities and all that so luke i was like hey man you should just we should just start a duo and so me and luke started playing together and he booked actually booked his like I was already playing my duo like shows with Blake and Luke would come and play like wagon wheel or friends in low places during my sake set break in college and that's how we met and so my dude phased out Luke 
was uh, I was like, dude, let's just do it our thing. And I played guitar a hundred percent of the songs. Luke sang fifty percent, and I sang fifty percent. And that was our first Luke's first thing together, as far as like him playing live and us playing together. And we did that for like two years, and then yeah. that segues into the first Luke Combs band who. I still play with two of the original members, which is cool for our story with doing this video yeah. and all that stuff. But we can chat about that here in a little bit. But yeah, man, I'm piecing it together. I'm getting yeah. there. We're, we're yeah. walking yeah. up the ladder. And it's awesome. It's <laughs> how it's all come together. Now, and I'm sure you'll get to it, but, you know, there's there's videos of you and Luke and, you know, everybody from those days on the internet and you know the clips from the doing this um music video and all that um how long were you in you know is it fair to say you were in luke's band at that time or were you guys still you know how where does that you know transition kind of yeah let me yeah let me time stamp that for you so absolutely i love it yeah, so duo-wise, like me and Luke started playing. So I'll tell Luke's first story. He booked his first show, and everyone's heard, like, through the bouncer. Or he was a bouncer at the bar across the street, and, like, he lived above the bar, and they wouldn't let him play a show. And so, so that Justin story Davis, is true. That story's true. Justin Davis is his name. He still books my shows. He runs the Town Tavern, Blowing Rock, up here in the high country area in North Carolina. He runs... He's part owner of the uh, River Street L House, where we play a lot in Boone, North Carolina, and also Town Tavern Morganton. Like, he's doing his thing, but he, him and myself and Luke are all still super tight, and Justin is uh, was the guy at the Town Tavern, and Luke lived in apartment three, I believe, right above the the establishment. So, yeah, Luke booked the show, like, right across the street, pretty much, at the Parthenon. And I was working at Kmart at the time. Luke used my equipment and a few of Luke's like neighbors played some guitars and bass and stuff. So they went and like played a few instruments. I remember like telling my boss, I was like, hey, I need to get off early so I can go hang out and play with my buddy. So I got off work, went right into Luke's show and just grabbed my guitar and started playing uh, like pretty much rocking the hell out to um my kind of party, Jason Aldean, Brantley Gilbert style. And that was uh, Luke's first show. And that was crazy. But yeah, that was all true, man. Justin Davis was the guy. Wow. Um, and then we started playing. That segues into the Red Solo Cup night that me and Luke just started playing every Thursday. Dollar Solo Cups. You bring your Red Solo Cup. They keep filling it up a dollar every time. And we would... uh play like 10 30 or 11 to about 1 30 a.m and just uh we were always fashionably late about 30 minutes starting late getting the equipment set up and stuff but man that was this is like 2012 2013 right here damn and that, and really you know that's only 10 years ago yeah only nine ten years ago right now yeah that's that's bizarre on how you know how how in reality how close and time-wise that is from now yeah and that was i mean luke i mean just do it during the shows like luke knew just three or four chords five chords like we were 
I wouldn't say like everyone's like, oh, Adam Church, like all my hometown people, like I don't I want to correct them. It's like I didn't teach Luke how to play guitar. Like the dude already knew how to play like a couple <laughs> chords, but he didn't use a pick. I wouldn't say efficiently. And like I was definitely more of like I can hold my own on playing the guitar through the shows. Luke obviously had this voice that was just unreal when he would open his mouth in any setting, any bar, anywhere we played in uh, in town. It was just, uh, it was crazy. It just, he would bring his AC Reynolds Asheville friends that were at App State, and I would bring my boom App State friends that stuck around in town and went to school. And that's how it all began with the fan base as far as like Luke's thing and my thing. And uh, yeah, man, that gets us to like 20, 13 2014 when we start the the Luke Combs band. Damn. Now, at this point, are are we uh, are we vining yet at this point? Oh, Luke's vining, I'm vining. Okay. I'm doing decent on there like 2 3000 followers. Luke's got like 40k. And yeah. It's like, damn, okay. Um, but I had I guess back to everything with what I had going on still. I mean, like everything I had with Luke was like a priority, but everything I had with my own band was a priority too. Cause I had another band, Joey Armstrong. This guy was my bass player. Ben Rutledge was my drummer at the time. And um, we just were jamming as like a three piece around town. And then I'd play my acoustic gigs, duo gigs with Luke still. So eventually my band phased out. One dude had to move away for work. And Luke's like, I was always honest with Luke. I was like, yeah, if we start a band with you, because my band's phasing out, like, I'll always want to do my thing and, like, do my thing because this is, like, the dream I've always had. And he was, like, always understanding, like, I think I was always understanding, like, dude, he wants to do his thing. And so we kind of just uh, had an agreement of, like, I'm going to play in the band, and this is the smartest move right now. And so I played electric rhythm guitar. We brought in this guy, Jordan Lamb, for lead guitar, who still plays in my band now, Garrett Wilcox, who I grew up and went to elementary school with, played bass for two weeks. Luke was like, I need a bass player. And we knew my buddy Garrett, like new bluegrass people from East Tennessee State, where we both went to college at, and just oddly enough, ends up playing bass. And he's still my bass player now. I actually did some work with him earlier today, some cabinetry work. Let's go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're keeping it, keeping it local, man, still, but yeah, so still, and then Ryan Gibson, want to mention him, the drummer, um, still one of our great buddies, sends me Christmas cards, handwritten letters all the time, him and his fiance are doing great, but, um, we all still hang out and connect, and that was the original four-piece Luke Combs band, and I still play with two of those guys, so it's pretty wild. Wow, that's crazy. That is insane how how you guys have just stayed connected all these years, dude. It's I think it's the area, man. Like the Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian Mountains, App State area just encompasses people, man. Like I'm from here, but even people that move here and then move away are just touched by this place, man. Even Luke, like touched by this area. Eric Church, touched by this area. Eric has a place like 30 minutes from out of town that's like a part time home, maybe even more than full-time for Nashville to boom or to Banner Elk, but it's crazy how this place is magical and I'll always not 
forget this place. I want I want to be buried here. If I've cremated, I want my ashes to be spread in this place. Like that's how I want to keep my music going forward. Is like just keeping my people at least in the loop and no matter where it goes. So I think that goes a long way. Damn. That that's that's awesome that an area can mean so much to somebody. Yeah, it's like I mean, I know dude, I want to let you talk too, man. I just keep rambling man but it's just, no, it's like no the, not the at all you you can you can if you think this is rambling you should see you should hear some of the other episodes holy shit <laughs> Dude, it's like uh, um, no, i just i just cranked up like three beers and was ready to roll man <laughs> i love it i love it um so i gotta i want to dig in if you don't mind a little no, bit man, i think i laid a good base layer out to pretty much get us to like six years right before luke gets to nashville and I keep doing my thing locally with my dudes and yeah, we've, we've laid a good base. I like it. Yeah. So, you know, you guys are playing with Luke and you know, you guys are doing the damn thing. You're, you're getting successful. And then I'm, I'm assuming at some point Luke goes, does he say to you guys, Hey, I'm moving to Nashville. Do you want to come with me? Or is it, Hey, I'm moving to Nashville. Thanks. See you later. No, it was, so it was pretty much like our band, I wouldn't say it was disintegrating, but I would just say it was getting to like a couple of our dudes were engaged in the band and like, yeah. I was still in college. I had one, I was the first kid in my family to go to college on like either side of my family and like graduate like eventually now, but just, uh, I wasn't going to. I was also like trying to play college baseball still because like even at app I was like I know I'm good enough to still play and I know the people and the players and I would go hit BP with some of the players I knew and jam guitar with them with Luke and stuff when after our gigs and so I was like man I just want to graduate and see if I can play baseball another year which I didn't end up I wasn't eligible my NCAA eligibility ran out um while I was there because it took me five or six years to graduate but uh that's another I feel story. that. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, so I ended up just staying a couple of my guys, like it was just not feasible for any of us to, to leave. And Luke was just like, he was, uh, I mean, just being honest, he was dating at the time, one of my high school friends. And it was a girl that we all were friends with from my high school, Watauga high school. And they were just, uh, got to a point. She was a nurse, I believe, or did something with the nursing field. And, they were just like, it's, I mean, Luke was always, we were always like, man, Nashville's the thing. Nashville has to be a thing. And Luke was more driven, already thinking that way before I ever was. Yeah. And, and, and as far as getting out, but um, him and his girlfriend ended up moving out there. And I think it was the fall of 2014 after we shot like Let the Moonshine video and all that. But he always, he gave us all the option. He's like, dude, I'm going if y'all want to go and keep doing this thing and so we're all just like i guess we can't but we love you dude kind of hey. and like i was i guess like new loop tighter than the band per se we were all boys but just like i guess we always kept tabs a little tighter like i never had any gripes or anything i was just like i knew the dude was going through like we were going through kind of a weird patch with our band too of like what's happening like it's not what it was kind of thing. And it was growing and I just, it was an understanding I knew on my part of like, 
we knew what we wanted to do and I knew what Luke wanted to do, but we didn't know what we were doing. It was just gotcha. one of those kind of things. So that gets it to where Luke moves to, to Nashville. And, um, yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Now when he, when he does make that jump to Nashville, what does that free you up to do? Where does that? So Luke moves, I'm still in town. And so Luke's like, he's playing riders rounds. I don't think he played literally a full band show after he moved. Cause I was still playing. <laughs> I just picked up Luke's band and it was the, it was the Luke Combs band turned into the Adam church band. And we were rolling as a four piece around my hometown playing like the same place, probably every, I mean, every, uh, month or so and every three to four weeks and we would just play locally i mean we never hit a miss the beat as far as and even till today i'd say other than covid season we didn't miss a show like at least once a month like on average we were playing somewhere with the dudes two of the dudes at least i'm playing with now but um yeah man damn now, once once Luke does go to Nashville and you're still in, you know, you're still home doing your thing, what's, what does the relationship become like between the two of you? So I'm, yeah, so I'm jamming, like Luke's writing songs, playing writer's rounds, getting to like, like wrapping it back to Jonathan Singleton, who I mentioned earlier, who opened for Eric Church, like Jonathan Singleton in the Grove open for Eric at that show that I mentioned earlier um, in Legends, my hometown. So I think Jonathan sees Luke at a rider's round. And he was like, hey, man, who are you signed with? Who are you with? And he's like, nobody. He's like, we should write. And so they end up getting a write together and I think build a relationship. And I know Jonathan's done a lot as far as Luke's, I would think maybe mentally preparing him for things and like probably molding him more as a songwriter and just like this is how things are in this business kind of dude i'm just glad i've got to meet jonathan and get that relationship and kind of learn from the guy as well um but as far as uh i've kind of lost track of where i was going with the with the original question i'm sorry man <laughs> no I, I it was it was more trying to you know figure out once he gets to nashville what you know, how close you guys continue to be and what the relationship oh, yeah. was like there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was still just jamming. I would say any acoustic gig I could ever play like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, and then Sunday I would play at Woodlands Barbecue in Blowing Rock where Eric Church played his first show ever. And I played that gig for five years every Sunday, which was awesome. But um, as far as mine and me and Luke, just I'd say we just like we do now, just kind of text about every month or so and check in. And like he would send me songs from like the it was he would just send. He was like, hey, don't share this with anybody, but check it out. And he sent me like the actual demo or like all the the songs that were going to be on the newest EP or the album. And it was like uh, when it rains, it pours one number away. Uh, hurricane i remember he dropped hurricane and then he sent me the rest of the tracks he was like don't share this with anybody but like the band guys so i showed it to them and we were kind of blown away of like holy cow dude and my first thought was one number away is definitely the tune of like luke's a soulful guy 
his best covers that we used to play was like fast car and um gnarls barkley crazy and so one one number away like that song he sent me that tune i was like oh my gosh that's insane but this was before he released it and everything but kind of just kept that relationship of like we knew we had this love for music and just still do to this day kind of thing wow now once once you know you know luke's not coming back at that point you know how does that does that change anything for you with your music or are you still on the path of, you know, I'm doing my thing regardless of who's here? Yeah. I feel like I look back now and I think I've, I mean, I I feel like I wasted a lot of time as far as what I should have been doing, but didn't know that I should have been doing it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess that's probably maybe a hometown mindset. Maybe I was, because I kept, I mean, I wasn't not playing music. I was playing still with my buddy Nick Vaughn. He was my, one of my, du- my duo guy that I was playing with every week, like every Thursday for the college crowd after Luke left. Nick Vaughn was my guy. He still plays, used to play Broadway Nashville and still plays with my buddy Clayton Christopher. And so, he was my actually played in Luke's band for a little bit, but anyways, like it's kind of crazy how I started doing all that and like playing with Nick through that chapter. And I was, um, I mean, I was date, I was dating this one girl. She was for like two or three years. Great, great person. She's doing well in life and, and doing her thing right now. But I was just in my hometown. My parents are here. I was comfort. I was working like a part-time job and just playing music three or four times a week. So I was doing okay. And I was always still, I would go, I would take trips to Nashville, like, and just kind of get the bug and get this like, man, I used to come out with Luke and play riders rounds at the tin roof and like do all this stuff. And it's like, maybe I can do this. Cause I've always, I, I was always doing music. And at that point, like even teetering with like writing my own songs and stuff and, not like even jumping off the cliff with doing it, but that's when I was just like, man, I got to do something. I got to make a move. I got to get out of here. And that fast forwards to 2016. And then, yeah, 2016 fall when I meet my now wife (laughs) Um, in my hometown working at the bar that I was playing at, which is crazy, in my hometown at Upstate while she's in college and I've been graduated like two or three years, but yeah, it's kind of, kind of wild. I was like just in my autopilot comfort zone there for, I'd say two or three years, just jamming. Like really, I mean, I was putting the work in playing shows, but I wasn't making progress as far as like bettering my songwriting or doing that. Like I was, as far as like what I'm trying to do now. And it was just uh, I feel like it was good for the craft, though, for like live shows and building friendships that I have everlasting now through people in that era. And it was never wasted. So it's all now, positive. Hey, with that, like, were you in a place in your life where you're like, this is this is just what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the I'm going to play the local places and, you know, just, you know, be a, a weekend warrior, I guess, or whatever. And and just kind of do it that way. Were you? It sounds like that's where you were at that time. Yeah, I was just kind of like pretty happy at the time, just 
just sitting because my parents they were 10 minutes down the road my grandma and grandpa and like my both my grandpa's grandmas are still alive but both my grandpas have since passed but i was just in my like all my good buddies are there like it was just such a good base like met luke there like i was just like all of my my base and like people that i cared about me i knew were all here yeah and, and it was just uh just the way it is in this area and the way my family was it's like me even going to college for the first time and graduating and even attempting to try to move to nashville is just unheard of for like folks like for like what we're doing and it's kind of crazy i was it was always just uh i don't know and I always look at those moments of like i think it was just i was would have never been ready in those years to make a move there because i would have got super homesick and done my not been my best out in nashville or whatever trying to meet the people i need to be or showcase what i am to people right so i think it's a god's plan and god's timing of it all kind of happening for everybody now what what what's it like you know at home when you know especially for you and for the rest of the guys that are in the band when when luke you know i don't want to say overnight but overnight blows up to the to the magnitude he had in a very short <laughs> yeah. time dude it was i mean a hurricane came out it wasn't i would say a week or two or three that after it was just getting like viral really in that social media space of back then yeah and it was just like holy cow and i know like all of us were just super like happy to see like we always believed in luke because like maybe even one of the first people to and like his parents, like ever believe in him as like an artist. Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting five dollars by Freebird? Are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your setlist. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. Just a person, a music entity. And it's it was just like, I, even to this, I wake up every morning, every day, anytime I can think about it. And it's just like, man, I'm happy for my friend to see this success because I know he deserves it and his family deserves it and his crew and all of his people. Cause it truly is built from the ground up from a, a dream <laughs> and, yeah. and, and Boone, North Carolina really when he started taking that leap and it's just, it's crazy. It's still crazy to see him hitting number ones and like <laughs> all this stuff. And like, even from hurricane to like when it rains, it pours and one number away and all that chapter was just like, man, this is insane, dude. You're crushing yeah. it. And like, I don't even think to this day that he will ever wrap his head around what's truly happening or happened. And I think that's a good thing. Like his camp's pretty, like just pretty inclusive as far as like even some of his best buddies from high school were doing like working and hanging out and like associate with him and his like Cappy, his manager's been there from the beginning when he moved there, when they connected and, it's just, uh, it's a good thing, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned, you know, that those for that first album, you know, obviously there was stuff before it. Um, we, uh, I had discovered, I had, well, okay. I didn't, obviously I, I didn't discover Luke Combs. You did. Um, but when, <laughs> when I stumbled across Luke the first time, um, you know, for me, it was like a, who the hell is this? You know, what is this? You know, because it wasn't anything yeah. we, had, we had heard before, you know, or hadn't heard in a very long time. And it definitely wasn't yeah. something country radio at the time was playing a lot of. Oh, 100%. It was that, man, that raspy vocal from yeah. just seeing this dude. Like, even if you couldn't picture who Luke, what Luke looked like, hearing his voice, you would just be like, who is this guy? Yeah. I got to see. I got to know more. It's just right. what his voice brought to the table for I'd say ninety nine percent of listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. At least in country music, any kind of vocal, anyone that knows singing or music or pitch can know that that dude's got something special. Yeah. That he's bringing. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and it's, uh, you know, for my for my modern taste of country music, like Luke was really the first, you know. I, I don't want to say obsession because it, it sounds creepy, but like it was the first, <laughs> it, he was the first artist in the last, you know, for me, really the last, you know, five, six, seven years that it's like, I can't wait to see what he does next. You yeah. know, it's, and you know, it's, it's funny because I actually wrote an article um, for our website um, that we're partnered with. You know, I wrote a blog about the next album that's coming out when he, when he announced that, and um, you know, I kind of, I kind of gave them a, a bunch of shit about it because, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and only because, you know, I'll I'll tell you, I don't, you know, I, we're a very honest show, but I was very disappointed with growing up, you know, start to finish, I was very disappointed with it. Um, not that it was bad, but I, I as a mega fan, was like, oh, it's the same album, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, for sure. I, I wrote a whole article where it was like, you know, I hope number four isn't number three. And, um, you know, <laughs> odd, oddly enough, you know, we've become pretty close with Ray Fulcher and Drew Parker over the oh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. So, you know, me and Ray have become really, you know, decent friends. And, you know, we were talking about it. And he's given me a little bit of insight that if he listens to this, he's probably going to be like, dude, what the fuck? But, you know, I'm not going to say what he told me. We could we could talk about that off the air. Dude, but, um, no, you're good, man. That's but awesome. yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's exciting, you know. And for, have you heard any of the new album yet? Dude, so before growing up came out, I'd heard almost all of those songs, and but I have not heard any. I, I mean, I've been writing in 2022 with a lot of Luke's writers and buddies, and we're all friends here at this point, and they've helped me out tremendously. But as far as the Growing Up album, I've heard those. I would say some of those were even done in 2020, 2019. And, like, they just came out in 2022, which is, like, crazy about the process of the songs being written to when they actually come out. But as far as the new stuff, I mean, I would think, I think the biggest fans probably got to know that a lot of those songs are on there, like Joe and... 
I mean, I haven't heard any of the ones that are unreleased, if if that's what you were getting at. And I yeah, wish that, I had. I would say, <laughs> if I did, I would say, yeah, I have. But no, I haven't, man. And I'm I'm excited, though. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be like, I would say, like, yeah, you mentioned Drew Parker, like him being this, like, kind of this voice of dad, like good dad upbringing kids. Yeah. Still, like, gets a little rowdy does his thing, but just as a stand-up dude kind of thing. I think Luke might have some of that up his sleeve, if I'm guessing, for the getting yeah. old part, for yeah, having you know, a kid it, and doing that. It's funny you say that because it's kind of, you know, not to give too much away, but that's almost the kind of conversation I had with Ray a couple of weeks ago, where it was like, you know, he kind of like reassured me and it was like, don't worry. <laughs> don't don't worry. See, that's I mean, I guess we're all thinking it, but I mean, even knowing them on a level I do, and even you being this and even talking to Ray and having this intel, it's like I feel like people are thinking that. Right. I mean, like I mean, I think Luke may maybe it's like not a surprise, but I feel like how Drew Parker, like his daddy daughter connection to him, because I'm a I'm a girl dad myself and we both we've hung out before and kind of connected here and there like wouldn't say we're like the best of friends but we played one show and Luke had us on the Boone show at the football stadium together and I've always looked up to Drew as just a good outstanding dude with a good family and just upbringing and kind of thing but it's yeah man I think the I mean the Drew I mean Drew and Rob Williford and Luke wrote doing this and they were at forever after all I wonder if Drew, I just wonder if Drew and Ray because I know Ray's like 37 ish and just has a little experience under his belt and like great family man kind of dude as far as his family and doesn't have kids obviously but just where he comes from and how you can tell that dude was molded from like the beginning and uh, yeah. how he's the coolest guy. Like all of these friends that I have and this crew is insane. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's, it just kind of makes sense of like, that's where I'm at in my life. I'm writing those tunes too. Looking back of like, man, it's crazy to look at it. It's like, but your priorities change and you still want to like be productive, but it's like, man, you want to, do what your dad did for you and your parents did when you you were three or four. And it's like, that's the stuff me and Luke, I'm sure Luke will get in the next year or two, but like dudes like us and Drew are into right now. I just rambled there, but no, that's no, what I, no. Everything makes total sense. A hundred percent total sense. Yeah. No, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit because we're talking about sounds and, you know, and all that stuff. You're, the, your latest EP that has come out, yeah, know, matters more. Matters more. Like that. Honestly, that's a, it's one of those EPs that I, when it was over, I was like, where the hell's the rest of it, dude? It's it, it was a samp sample, really, because it's just the taste of like it's pretty diverse. I feel like from you got like like when the sun goes down on a small town, with our, which I wrote with Jonathan Singleton. And Eric Dillon, he Jonathan wrote "Beer Never Broke My Heart." It's got that "Beer Never Broke My Heart" kind yeah. of thing and vibe. And really, what the most comparison I've got to that song is uh, "Any Given Friday Night." Luke Combs and "When the Sun Goes Down on a Small Town." My song are very similar, but oddly enough, Jonathan Singleton wrote "Any Given Friday Night" too with Luke, so that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but 
you know, I I did notice with your EP, it's it's a little heavier than, you know, I think yeah. if you know if um, you know a, a standalone run of the mill non country music, you know, Luke Combs fan would stumble across your stuff because yeah. you guys connected. I think they'd be very surprised on how different it is, though, too. Hey, I love that you said that because that's. I feel like I'm trying to represent more of who I am from yeah. the beginning of my roots of like loving Seether and Three Days Grace and Papa Roach and Allison Chains and like those kind of bands to bring in rapping that like in the song Long Shot, really, like with Hardy's new thing popping off and his new album Mockingbird and the Crow. It's like Hardy can only open doors for a guy like me. Yeah, putting that kind of thing out and that's kind of where I wouldn't say I want to take my whole direction because I have Matters More which is a complete opposite tune from a song like Long Shot but that's just kind of where we're at with the songs that I have up my sleeve and there's a lot more to address this year (laughs) so is there going to come or is there going to be a full album that's going to come so we're working right now with um, everyone that I worked with on the first EP, the Matters More EP here, all out of Nashville, all like world-renowned folks that I got super blessed to be in touch with. And I plan on working with them again. I think the plan is now, and this has just been me thinking over the, the holidays, is just going with the same plan, recording with the same people putting out i'm thinking two to three singles and then another full-fledged ep to connect or the best songs from the ep and the singles with six other songs for a full-length album if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely and that's kind of where it's at and i've got i mean with published songwriters in nashville last year i wrote about 50 songs and i've only put out six of those and there's songs that I love that I haven't even written with published writers that I'm just like, I know I would take a chance on putting that song out. So that's kind of where I'm at. And it's a good spot to be because I don't have a manager. I'm not signed with anybody. I kind of, I mean, obviously I'll take advice from, from buddies and hire Intel as far as like moves to make maybe, but at the end of the day, it's all my own decision and I'm happy about that. So Dude, yeah. I've got some crazy stuff. Going. You know, I, <laughs> I've always been, I've always tried to pride myself on not talking shit about Nashville because I think, you know, it's it's still part of my bread and butter, I guess, you know. Dude, I'm, dude, I'm right there with you, man. Not but, cutting you off because I want to hear what you have to say about that. But, dude, on relating to that, it's like, dude, North Carolina, five and a half hours from Nashville, always be my home. I know that I'm 32 years old. But even if I moved to Nashville this year and lived there for five, 10, 15 years, I'll always be here, man. But yeah. that Nashville thing, like there's good and the bad. I think that's what's oh, yeah. thing. So yeah, man. Yeah, and, and that's that was my point. You know, with the with the way everything is, and you know, I've you know, almost hundred and fifty of these episodes now in the last just over a year and a half. Dang. And that's that's what I get from everybody is that you know, you can really tell the people that have it, you know, and you can tell the people that I don't want to say don't have it, but have moved to Nashville because they think that's where they're going to find it, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, you know, 
I, I, again, I'm not talking shit. I'm not, you know, not at all. I think, I think Nashville has its place for certain people. And I think, you know, based on social media and the internet and being able to do things on your own, Mm -hmm. I think independent artists and music are just as just as successful, if not more than some of these, you know, you get a, you get an artist, a really great artist that signs with a label and they shelf you. And then what, then you can't do anything. Man, it's, I'm just on that same point. I'm thinking if I was signed like to a label, let's say, for example, I love Shane Prophet. That dude's the man. I've hung oh, out with him a couple uh, times. We're I gonna, saw we're your gonna post be doing about him earlier. Shane. We're going to be I doing your, Yeah, I saw your post about him earlier. Yeah. Which was like, dude, Shane's the man. I saw him like where I get to ride out at 50 Eggs sometime with Jonathan Singleton and Luke's co-venture uh, songwriting company deal, publishing company, 50 yeah. Eggs. But Shane, Shane, I saw him at the Grand Ole Opry with Chris Jansen with Jansen was playing there with Luke was playing there. And I was like, Hey man, I'm Adam. He's like, Hey, I'm Shane. And I was like, man, we kind of got like a similar thing. Like you're with Jansen and you're up and coming. And like, I'm Luke's buddy kind of like know his people kind of thing. And so getting back onto the record label thing, he had, I think just signed a deal and everything. And I think he's getting to put out, this is a terrible example talking Shane profit, but it's like new guy, maybe Dalton Dover too in the same realm. Like they have their songs, they're getting traction on TikTok. They're getting millions of streams on Spotify, but like a guy like me, I wonder if they're getting told, and this is just something I'm in green about, but what to put out. And if they have that say at all with what they're doing, where it's a guy like me, I have that say of like what I can put out. Right. And it's kind of you know, interesting. And like, I'm not knocking the game or the system because I would no, aspire to be in their shoes too, as far as like putting my family in a good position. That's always been my dream through Eric Church of like, and even through Luke of living this Nashville esque thing. But at the same time, it's like, how far can you go to keep it you? to right. where it breaks and that's well, where I, I gripe with that every day at the same time i think so, you know yeah. the thing we're talking about shane i think he's in a very unique situation where you know he was kind of plucked out of obscurity mm-hmm. by you know by kelly jansen and you know now she's his manager and with the way i think chris has you know from what i from what i gather you know from the way chris has you know, gone through the industry and the things he's done and been able to do and, and all that. I, I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that, you know, the Jansons are letting Shane be himself and, and kind I think of so his, too. his own decisions I to an extent, agree. obviously. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think with the, like the songwriting aspect, I would assume it's just like myself, Luke, Chris Jansen, like they want to be a part of every song that they put out. Right. They want to have their hands in it and their mind on it, which is, I respect that from everybody that does that. And even on like the signed part, like Dalton Dover is writing with, I'm writing with the same dudes Dalton is, and they're putting out that music. And it's like, I'd respect nothing because I know these guys personally now that he's writing with and they, I know that they only want the best for them. So that's the good side of that songwriting label thing, at least for the base of the songs are badass so right i stand by that for sure 
you know, I, I sometimes wonder, you know, some of these some of these bigger names, you know, I, I kind of recently heard rumbles and grumbles that, um, you know, Jansen's label has recently dropped him. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a rumor I had heard. Um, yeah, I'm but not sure on that. Yeah. I'm not either. That's why I just said, it. you know, rumor has it. Um, but, um, you know, I, I wonder if it's going to get to a point where some of these bigger names, you know, the Eric churches of the world, the Luke Combs of the world, you know, they're going to get to a point where they don't necessarily need a label or anything to really tell them what to do anymore. Dude, I agree. Dude, I think you Luke's know, there now. I, Dude, I, I, I do too. <laughs> I think Luke's been doing that, honestly. Like, I don't and, you know, know I don't certain, but I'm pretty sure he's doing whatever he wants and it's flying and people aren't batting an eye because it's no. flying. And they haven't right. really changed up the, the recipe. Right. And they that's don't need how, to. That's what I think it is. I think they like want to have a say and like maybe restructure deals and like probably talk and like negotiate. But I think at the end of the day, just how like Luke signed his first deal and it offers from like all the big labels and they wanted <laughs> I think they wanted to give Luke like thirty grand for like all the like the this one's for you, all those songs. And Luke was like, no, nah, I'm good. And like, yeah, didn't no. take that 30 grand and turn that 30 grand into millions. It's like, right. Dude, those are moves that are just insane. Right. That no, take, I don't take think... you more than music in a way of like the networking smart business side at that point. Right. And that's stuff right. I don't even know about, but I see and try to, right. <laughs> you know, you know, cause I think about it and I look at it and you know, you, you... You know, being in the position I'm in, you're, you know, I have to sit back sometimes and look at it through a different lens and, you know, all this shit and, you know, kind of look at what different labels do and different management companies do. And, you know, I think Cappy is really, you know, I, I don't want to say cornered the market, but cornered the market with the way he treats his artists and everything he's done with his label and, you know, his management team. You know, it, it comes across as somebody that's, you know, on the quote unquote journalism side where, you know, if if I were to walk up to Cappy tomorrow and be like, hey, he'd have a conversation with you. Yeah. Dude, you know, and like, sure. I, I feel like all of his artists that are under under him are the same kind of way. You know, he's got huge, huge artists from, you know, that people I don't even think realize are under the make wake, you know. Yeah, thank Hundred percent, dude. Just the name drop. You already know him, but just for the people listening to this, like Drew Parker, you got Haley Haley Witters is hey, insane. Yeah. Um, Flatland Flatland Calvary. You got they just signed Dylan Carmichael recently. Yes. Um, yep. Dude, I don't want to leave people out because I probably should name them all. Um, God, I really, I just, I mean, that's just off the top of my head. I'm like people I've. Things I've seen, people I know, things I've, whatever. But, I mean, it's just insane, man, how Cappy has brought it from. I mean, Cappy's been nothing but good to me. Um, as far as, like, even my release with Matters More, Cappy's team helped me put all that out. They helped me with my social media. They um, distribute it for me. So, it's like, I'm not signed with them, but just me being indoctrinated with through family with Luke through Cappy through make way. Cause like how I know all these people and like drew Parker's manager, Walker Newberry and like all these people that work for them 
It's yeah. just all good people in the whole camp, man. And Cappy's got something going, man. It's insane. He does. You know, it's it's ins- it really is. It's insane is the only thing really. Dude, Drew yeah. Parker, like, dude, I'll give it to Drew Parker right now because, like, always supported the guy. I feel like 2022 seemed like he was putting out, like, uh, God, it was that uh, that Saturday, little Saturday night song. Yeah. I guess he put out that and I think some other stuff. But it seems like he wasn't, like, at least from a social media standpoint, it was just, like, kind of lugging along towards the end and then, like, just blew up with this end of a dirt road song and like started promoting that like two or three months ago and yeah. sold out Georgia theater came to Coyote Joe's in North Charlotte, which is like biggest bar that like my, one of my local North Carolina bars that me and Luke used to like open for Chris Lane at, aspire to like always play. Like I want to open for people there this year and play my own show there soon enough, but it's just cool to see how like Cappy, I wouldn't even say he's taking risks on the people that he has because it's all good humans right. like more so than like, I'll take a risk on people, but everyone knows everybody. It's like they'd actually take the time to build a relationship with their people. It's not just like, you got to talk to this guy to this guy to this guy to talk to Cappy. It's like, nah, people can just call Cappy. Right. Yeah, right. Like that's how it is with all them. And I'll always vouch for that camp and, just they've been nothing but good to me to help me with my release and and do all that so yeah yeah man it's i think luke hit the jackpot on surrounding himself with people that he didn't grow up with like me in college or his high school friends and people that got him like people that he still have now we're gonna thank our friends on the north shore the porch southern fair and juke joint our buddy jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out. 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers. Has on his team now, but like guys like Cappy and just the connections are lifelong now from when he moved there to still there now. Like I don't think many parts have really changed, even from the band haven't changed that much from the beginning with like Rob Williford and Jake and, and Tyler King, like they're been there for a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible what he's been able to do and the success, uh, the success they've been able to have. Did I lose you? No, you're good. Uh, Sorry. Okay. I was trying to put my phone back on uh, the light-up screen. We're good.
No, no, it's all good. I, I was just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> um, no, we're still here. We're good. Good, good. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's it's insane. You know, I, no, let me ask you, for, do you ever, and I know, I know the answer you're going to give me, right? But I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> do you ever get a little resentful? Man, I, I don't, honestly. No. Um, I, I just from the beginning of everything, I think it's just being like a believer in, I would say karma, but more of like spirituality, like a God thing. Yeah. Like Christianity thing for me growing up. It's just, I think that things happen for a reason. People are in your life for reasons and timing obviously is a God's plan as far as you can have your own free will and put upon it. But I think it, takes triggers and everyone's life to hit you like a dagger to make you oh i will drive to nashville oh i will call this guy oh i will write a song today i think it takes moments and things like that over time to get you ready for those moments so i'll tell that to anybody that's 27 and feels like they feel like shit about trying to do anything with their career it's like dude i'm 32 i have a kid and a wife and I love my life and everything's good and I might not be rich or anything and drive a Honda CRV family car still, but dude, live your dream and have fun. Cause I'm having fun and it's worth it. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> now, now I, I had read something, I think right after the video came out, but did you really not have any idea what Luke was up to with the doing this video? Dude. So, Yes, jumping into doing this. So I went out to record. I was going to try to record music in Nashville. And I was just not, I didn't feel ready. This was 2021, October. And I just didn't feel ready to, to do that. And I had like two songs I knew I wanted to cut. And I just didn't want to spend the money knowing it's like, maybe I don't want to do these two or three songs. And so I called luke and hit him up and i was like hey man i'm coming to town still but i'm not gonna record and he was just in a moment of freedom and didn't have to like travel or do anything it's like hey man just come to the house and and chill for a couple days and we'll kick it like old times so we did that in like mid-october 2021 and it was like he was just giving me advice on my music career and everything of like what would i want out of like what i'm doing because he knew my dream was just like his if not bigger when we met and it was just like you i got him into this he's like dude what would you like what do you want out of this thing man i was just we just had great moments of talking about present life of music and how we are still buddies and all this stuff but fast forward two weeks after we hung out i got a call from ta films who aaron connor was a guy that went to appalachian state and we used to do video with like let the moonshine and they still do all Luke's videos now, but they called me and was like, Hey, we talked with Luke and Sony. We want to do a video. Um, would you guys be down to showcase you and your family in it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Sounds great. Didn't know the song, didn't know any, like what was happening. So I texted TA films, like, and Luke a couple days before I was like, Hey, I might need the song that we're doing the video for. So that sent it. And like, I was listening to doing this. I'm like, man, this is insane. Like, this is one of the greatest songs ever. Like just thinking of like 
wow. And then I put the pieces together when we put the video together of like, this is like a song to fit my life and Luke's doing this thing. But if Luke wasn't even doing this chairman back to me, being the family man with a child now and a wife still living in my hometown, still playing music, just haven't, I mean, I lived in Nashville, took the leap, did all that. That's a whole nother story we can talk about, but got back to North Carolina and just it was a true story for mine and Luke's relationship to showcase to the world of like we're all still doing it no matter what yeah. music or whatever and that's kind of how I think me and Luke hanging out for those two days just kind of like lit him up as far as like this is the greatest idea for doing this ever of me and my buddy from when my dream started and he's still doing this thing, even though he's not on my level and doing this. But we're buddies, but he's fucking doing it. And that's yeah. kind of what it is. Sorry, I just dropped the F-bomb on podcast. No, no, no. But... I, no I, <laughs> I, <laughs> most of these are not safe for work. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so you, you guys... got the edits on there. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't ever do that. Um, do, do you guys still have that relationship where, like, you could – you know, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, you do touch base once a month or whatever, but like, if you, if you were to hang up with me right now and called him, would, is that, you know, in his position, is that faux pas at this point or because you yeah. guys have been, you know, friends for so long, you can do whatever the hell you want. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it's like, he, we're the same people every time we hang out and it seems like nothing ever changes. Like if I don't see him in person for like six months or a year, or if I see him like two weeks from now, it's always the same. Yeah. And if I tried to call him right now, he'd probably, if he didn't answer, he's probably hanging out with the kid or he's probably actually maybe almost asleep. I think him and Nicole go to sleep when she goes to sleep pretty early, like before 10. So nice. it's like, dang. But yeah, he's, he's always pretty good for it, man. He just does his thing. And Damn, that's incredible! You know, he's, we've, a, good, um, he's a good FaceTimer. He's in yeah. FaceTime the yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet. You know, the first time I got to see Luke, we got a we uh we actually got a chance to meet and greet with him too, which was a which was a lot of fun. It was you know Luke and I are two days apart, but a couple years difference, and um you know we I saw him on his actual birthday, and you know my birthday was two <laughs> days later, and we we ran into uh some before we i was even doing the show we ran into a one of the radio stations outside the arena and they were like oh we're giving away meet and greets and you know we didn't win and my wife had just found out she was pregnant it was my birthday and we told this story to the radio station and they gave us two meet and greet passes and i was i was you know head over not head over heels it sounds so like fanboy and you know it it was awesome (laughs) yeah dude for sure dude meet and greet passes out of the blue let's go right right you know, and what and what a larger than life guy, really. You know, you could tell his authenticity just after a few seconds. Dude, that's incredible. What, what what year was this? You think? Oh, this was. Oh man, my son's three, so it will be four years in March. Four years, so man. 29 so beer never broke my heart tour ish era yeah i wish i had my wallet on because i i still have the meet and greet pass in it um (laughs) 
but um, but yeah, it was it was it was the last medium size or small size arena tour he did. Oh dang! So that was towards the end. I so I I guess as a friend, I went out, dude. I missed you maybe by like a day or or like that weekend before because Luke invited me out because I was living in Charlotte at the time with my fiance now wife. I was working at State Farm Insurance. <laughs> Luke was like, hey, man, uh, you should come out for my birthday for the Beer Never Broke My Heart tour for, like, the weekend. And and I was like, okay. So I flew out to Nashville, and I was, like, pumped and just, like, super happy. So we ended up going to New York City for, like, that first show and then went to Bangor, Maine. Yeah. And then War- Worcester. Yeah, that was the show I was at. No, dude. So I was there, dude. I was there. Oh man, that's awesome, dude. I was there, dude. I had my first lobster roll in Bangor. Went down to Worcester, and I think we we went. Hold on, say it with me. Say it with me. Ready? Worcester, Worcester, Worcester. There you go, Worcester. (laughs) Dude, so I was I was saying it even more janky than I should have. Yeah, yeah, Worcester. Yeah, dude, that's insane, man. Yeah, I was, that was there. I was there. Lanco opened that tour, or was the direct support for that tour? Yeah, yeah, Lan- yeah. yeah. Was it Lanco? James? Was it Jameson Rogers too? Yeah, yeah. That was when Jameson like was a real nobody at that point. But yeah, Colbert calling my name was like the year after. Yeah, I think. Yeah, dude, that's, wow, that's crazy, man. That's I remember, wild, dude. That's dude. That's. That's kind of kind of insane. It is very insane, <laughs> and you know, we since then we've, I think I've only seen him once since then, because um, he comes and plays uh, Mohegan Sun Arena at the uh, casino over in Connecticut every now and again. But the tickets to go to the casino are fucking outrageous. So, jeez, yeah. Uh, I kind of stay away from him, but you know, we saw him play at the Garden up here in Boston. You know, right after COVID. Um, you know, that, that COVID, that COVID year tour that he had to delay a oh, year. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we saw that one and then we're actually going to be going to the, uh, the big show at Gillette, uh, for the world tour. Oh man, dude, that's so, going to be insane. Yeah. Dude, we, dude, we got to, uh, so I guess for like 2022, our, some of our highlights, Luke and Cappy teamed up with us and we got to do the bootleggers fan club pre-parties the Friday nights before in Denver, Colorado, Seattle, yeah. Washington, and Atlanta, Georgia. Got to play with like Bailey Zimmerman and Megan Maroney in Denver. And like they played their shows with the Whiskey Jam tailgate the next day. And like got to meet like Nate Smith came and play, Nate Smith played my guitar the night of our show and played Whiskey on You during our set break. Like, dude, it's we had a crazy 2022 with with all that. That's but, awesome. Yeah, I kind of just like tangent it off of that. But. No, 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 not at all. Because that's awesome. It, it brings it still brings it full circle because it just shows, you know how how your friendship has always stayed regardless of anything, and your your chops and your music is is on that level that you know I would argue competes, and if not if not competes is at the same level. I mean, I'm, I, I really mean that. Dude, I, dude, I appreciate that, man. More, more than you know, to, to hear that, honestly. And I think, I think if any of the fans, like obviously from the doing this video, like chiming even back to Luke, it's like, if any of Luke's true fans 
could hear our music and know the story. It's like, I think 50% of those true fans would be friends or be fans of Adam church for sure. Yeah. Story. And it's like, not even like, I want that to be like my fan base. I would love all of them to be my fan base, but it's like, whatever our music grabs the attention of from like even more the rock side that Luke won't go to or probably won't ever go to. I'll never go to the hardy, hardy side. Yeah. I want to go to the hardy side of like, it's the Adam church side that I've always had in me, but it's more of Hardy's given me an outlet to do kind of thing. That's where I want to do my thing, but dude, it's all in the family, man. I think like Drew Parker, like on the same point, like Ray Fulcher has his Eric Churchy, like songwriter, tell that good story thing. And like writes a lot of songs with Luke and Luke loves that. And Drew Parker's got his nineties country kind of Chris Cagley. Yeah. Dunny thing down. And it's like, I, maybe I'm going to this thing as like the other friend slash guy in the equation, writing with the same dudes really that Luke's writing with of like, maybe I'm coming into this. I don't know. I mean, seethery, more Waylon Jenningsy, new country kind of guy. It's like yeah. my music. And it's like, that's cool too. I'm more of like a, uh, I would say like a poor man's George Thurgood country with my band is how we play. And it's like, I think there's an outlet for us, just like 49 Winchester and Tyler Childers. And we play freaking on trash can drums and like, whatever, like we're just that kind of guy. God, I, I, I love how much we've, we've kind of nerded out about, you know, artists that are not, you know, mainstream but they are you know if if you're in oh, this yes. country music world you know i love that for sure man i i think we just got to keep highlighting those people like that and like the i mean even it's, it's a little more than mainstream for like maybe a guy like drew parker but at the same time it's like guys like me that are in that same realm coming up it's like there's some good stuff out there just gotta give it a chance and yeah keep chiming in it's like it's like it's not just all Luke Bryan and stuff on the radio. I like Luke right. Bryan. Luke Bryan, great dude. But it's like the country radio stuff coming out. It's like there's so much more. And I think even with Spotify and like all these Amazon outlets and Apple, it's like you have those outlets if you won't choose to use them and can get that influence to be like, man, I can hear that guy. Yeah. If you can just get out there, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My uh, I've gotten my oldest really into drew parker and um drew played a show up here last summer and it was like at a at like a fair and um you know he played a set at a fair and so we, i brought the whole family and um you know my oldest was like i want to come with you next time you know <laughs> drew plays up here and you know drew's on this yeah. now headlining tour and i'm like sorry but he's playing at clubs that are 18 plus and casinos <laughs> that are, you know <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, this it's not fair." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, buddy, but <laughs> you know, you know. A, maybe, maybe in fifth, maybe in a fourteen years, yeah, right, a few years." And uh, you know, and like we've been, you know, we've been years. super, we've been super fortunate. You know, we got, we're really close with um, Greg Allen, Drew's drummer. Um, you know, 
Greg and I text probably on like a weekly basis just to check in and see how each other's doing. You know, it's, it's awesome. You know, this whole, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really cool. And you know, Drew's actually going to be here on my birthday this year and, um, no way. Yeah. That's so Greg insane. and I, yeah, Greg and I are going to, going to do dinner again together. And like, you know, we try to make it a point that whenever he's here, you know, we get together because we've just, we've just formed that friendship, you know, and I'm actually really grateful for it. You know, it's, it's it's really been cool man dude that's super cool like i know like drew's through Makewake walker newberry his manager and as far as his band guys i've got to meet drew personally but i'm, I'm sure like if drew's got the guys that are playing with them i'm sure they're all the top-notch dudes that you could ever oh, find. They are. and that's yeah, great it's... that's cool that you're like in that right now too <laughs> yeah his whole band is great you know all those guys you know are just fantastic just fantastic um yeah yeah we've just been really fortunate you know i i you know that you know how this industry is it's tough you know it's especially yeah. being on the the journalism side is even you know worse i think sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but <laughs> it's all about the friendships and the you know the relationships you make dude 100 percent. i i couldn't agree more with i mean it's like when I go to Nashville, for an example, play like a in the round podcast or play some kind of riders round out there, I meet new friends every time or people in the crowd or the dudes I play with that I didn't know before. And it's kind of just crazy how that kind of you just find those people in your life yeah, through doing that and getting that exposure of like, oh, here's the Nashville thing. Oh, and these dudes are in Nashville doing it. And it's yeah. like. Even though I don't live there full time, I still get to do that and right there and be in that realm. And it's just kind of cool to see dudes that are willing to even help a guy like me that don't. It's like, oh, this dude that lived 20 minutes away, but they'll still book me on their schedule <laughs> to ride or whatever. But it's kind of wild. Yeah, it is. It is wild. Now, I I, I just looked at how long we've been on and I, I can't honestly thank you enough for all the time you've given me I, dude no no thank you man i'm dude i i think we've like covered a lot i could obviously if you ever want to do like a part two oh hell yeah totally rip into a part two because i think yeah because i feel like we could talk for like another hour um yeah <laughs> but you know i i i honestly Adam, i can't thank you enough for your time you know no uh, yeah I know how important family time is, especially during the week. So, you know, please thank your wife for me for letting me take you away for, for an hour and a half. I really, I really, I really <laughs> dude, appreciate it. Dude, I'm sure she does too. <laughs> dude, she, she, she's a, uh, she supports the cause. So she, Good. she's, she's a fan. She'll listen to this back and she'll love it, dude. And I, awesome. dude, I appreciate you giving me oh, the yeah. opportunity. Come on, share a little bit of my story and, uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep chipping away at it in yeah. 2023 and and the years on in, man. We'll hopefully get to follow the journey and see what happens, man. Yeah, and you and I, I hope keep in touch. You know, like I, I say it all the time. You know, everybody that comes on this show is a friend, and anything we can do, you know, please reach out and we'll uh, we'll push your you'll push your stuff and whatever yeah. you're doing to the full extent. You know, we really. We we take our we take our guests, you know, former guests, future guests, we take them very seriously and we you know, without yeah. you guys, we wouldn't have a show. So Man, I dude, I appreciate it. And I know once you contacted me, I was like, This will be a great opportunity. And I've been watching like 
all the content you've already posted and stuff too. So it's just a, really a pleasure for a guy like me to get to to hang out and chat with you, man. I really appreciate it for real. Oh hell yeah, I I no, appreciate no I appreciate someone like you sitting down and and chatting. I really do. Like hell, you know. It was, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll tell you a quick little story. You know, like when I first discovered who you were, I was like, oh, he would have great Luke Combs stories. I got to get him on. And then <laughs> I, I started listening to your your music and I was like, shit, he's actually really good. Uh, so we actually Dude, have way awesome. more to talk about than just Luke Combs. This is great. You know, it's, it, it, it makes it, you know, because it, it just looks selfish when you're like, hey, can you just tell me about your time with Luke? Like, come on, dude. No, like, dude, I never look at it like that. And like, just no, being good. honest, because like, it, like, I know you probably look at it like that. Like every, like a lot of other people would think about it. But being like how we're friends now, it's like, dude, mine and Luke's story. And Luke's always told me this. Going back to Luke one more time, it's like, like, dude, no one can take anything, no matter what anyone says from my story and Luke's story and our story from the beginning to where it is because it is what it is it's a true thing and I can't not include that in what I do because it's a huge part of my life and right I just that's where I'm at with it so dude never feel bad about bringing anything up and I never I'll always answer those questions because it's my life man and no one else has that but me and Luke on that front from the beginning so yeah well you know I I'm going to tell you this I'll I don't like to divulge my uh, my uh, my schedule too much to, to outside of <laughs> my world, because you know how you know things change all the time. But I'm gonna, I am going to make this show my my birthday show. Um, it's gonna be the first episode in March because. Whoa! Let's go! No way! Unfortunately, the <laughs> month of February is already planned, so. Um, and that's already been kind of sent out to the people that are going to be on. So, so short of like Luke Combs calling me tomorrow, <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge, you know, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's kind of set, but March is, you know, you're going to be my birthday episode. I'm super excited for it, man. Um, I'm pumped, man. I, I, yeah. dude, I'm honored to, to be that dude, one in 365 chance. Let's go. That's right. That's right. Um, and, you know, I'm an only child, so my birthday is, like, literally everything to me, you know. So Yeah. So it's, it's it's Adam, it's been a huge pleasure. Actually, I have – I told you I don't have questions because I didn't. Um, but I have two. I have two. Yeah. You go for it. What are, what are your boots and what's your whiskey of choice? Dude, so, dude, boots I'm wearing right now. I got some Air Yachts on. Those are mine? I love it. Dude. Ariots, dude. I these are they don't make them anymore either. They got the rubber rubber sole. I can work in these. I can play shit. I play all my shows in these. That's the the choice. And dude, the, the the whiskey Jameson all day every day. I'm yeah. gonna name my first. I'm gonna name my firstborn son Jameson because my wife huge Jameson lover, always and forever. And so. Ariat Boots, Jameson Whiskey, Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim, baby. Let's go. Damn. That's a tagline. God. <laughs> I, I mean, we honestly, we can't go anymore after that.
Dude, I you gotta just, save that clip for the for the Instagram audio. Right. You know, <laughs> I've I've really been thinking about seeing if like my guest would be like a hey you're you know hey you're listening to the Boots with Dude, no, podcast. Dude, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll close our segment with that if you want. I don't we care. Should. We It'll should. Cool. We should. Well, I'll pause here a second, just so I know where in the episode it is, and then yeah, go ahead. All right. Jim, it's been a pleasure out here. The Boots and Whiskey Podcast, baby. This is Adam Church. Let's go. Awesome. Adam, thank you so much. You 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 are the real deal, my friend. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that we've connected and you know now now we can call each other friends and it's it's yes, sir. absolutely fantastic. No doubt, dude. I just I, I'm one of those guys that's like I mean there's artists out there, there's people out there that's like, I wouldn't say snubby, but it's like, it's a music industry thing, it's any industry thing, but dude, just like a guy like me, a guy like Luke, obviously, you know, already with True Parker, Ray Fulcher, you're getting what you talk to, man, and yeah. and we're boys, dude, we're friends, I got your back, any situation, man, and I couldn't appreciate you more for like, giving me this light and letting me talk and like, talk to your your outlet too, man. So it, it yeah, matters. Dude. Dude. It matters I, uh, more. It matters more. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that means the world to me. And I, I thank you so much for saying that. And um, listen, anytime, if you ever got, if you ever get up here, whether it's, you know, on your own accord or, you know, if Luke invites you up for the, for the Gillette show, you know, let me know. Heck I would yeah. love to love to meet in person and grab a, grab a beer and, you know, do the damn thing. Dude, 100%. Usually I go like extend the offer to like let me come hang out on one of the weekends here and there on the tour. So, dude, maybe that'll be the the lucky weekend, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just put a bug <laughs> in his ear. Be like, "Hey, I hear Boston's really nice at the end of July." Here yeah. Boston's yeah, like it will be it's not going to be snowing there at least. That's so right. Good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh shit. Dude, All right, Adam. Dude. Thank you so much again. Thank your wife and your and your beautiful yeah. daughter from for me for uh, letting me take you away for a little while tonight. I appreciate it, dude. One hundred percent, Jim. I really appreciate it, man. And dude, stay in touch. And if you Hell ever yeah. want to do a part two, part three, part eight, we'll go for it. Oh yeah, we're gonna do this every every so many months just to reconnect for sure. Yeah, man. We'll we'll keep the journey afloat for you. But dude, I appreciate. It. I hope y'all have a great night. And you too, dude, man. Boots and whiskey podcast for the win. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you so much. Yes, sir, man. You have a good one. Take care. You too. All right, all right. One last shout out to our friends over at GoneCountryHats.com. They are out of Florida. If you've ever seen pictures of me in my cowboy hat, that's where it comes from. GoneCountryHats.com. They have some awesome stuff. Go to their website. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Uh, You know what? In fact, I'm going to go right there right now because I need a new cowboy hat. Check them out, GarnCountryHats.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Adam. Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. I We really look forward to meeting you one day in person. Um, maybe you will get up here for that Gillette show with Luke and we can have a couple drinks and, um, you know, shoot the shit. Um, I really appreciate it. It was really cool to, you know, to hear Luke's story and your story and, you know, how they've married each other and how, you know, your career has just come to come to blossom as well. I think it's absolutely incredible. Keep killing it, dude. You're, you're, you're an inspiration. And, you know, I don't, I don't say that lightly. 
Um, so thank you, everybody. Check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, you know, the whole shebang. Um, we'll be back next week with another great episode. I'm not really sure who it is. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, haven't, I haven't planned that far out yet. Um, I probably should, though. I probably should figure it out. Um, but I promise you it'll be a great episode. We've got a couple to, couple to choose from. Um, I hope you enjoy. And really, until next time, guys, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, y'all.